Welcome to the Southwest Conference Week in Review as we just finished week 11, believe it or not, holy cow, 11 weeks. Seems like it just started and we are entering week 12. Mike, I'm going to be the probably not the first, but the most current person to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the Southwest Conference Week in Review. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to all the general managers out there wishing you and your families a wonderful Thanksgiving. You know, this is one of my favorite holidays, Steve, because it doesn't cost as much money as Christmas. You get to eat some great food and you still get the day off. So hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. I know I'm looking forward to it myself. That's right. And uh, amen on the day off. Thank goodness. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't get a day off. Anybody in this league trying to get through the regular season as we go over the standings again in Arkansas, it's a done deal. Soaring Swine are definitely going to win the division. But in Texas, woo, we got us a race and we have IO Rookie now standing alone in first place at seven and four. But then we have the Raging Hulks and the Cougars right behind them at six and five. And we'll get into all this as we go. Um, but, you know, we're going to talk about playoff scenarios in a minute. But if the Mulberry Mafia loses this week, they're seven and five. If the Raging Hulks or Cougars would win, they're seven and five. If the Iowa rookie wins, he's eight and four. If he loses, he's seven. I mean, it's it's crazy, Mike. Well, this is the closest year I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely, Steve. And it makes the uh, podcast more interesting because we've got these great races going on. So hopefully it, uh, the podcast continues to pique interest in every single general manager's uh, week as they prepare for the big game. It absolutely should because really you're either in the running for the playoffs or you're in the running for the Bieber. You're going to get something one way or the other. Everybody is involved in some kind of award coming up. Now, speaking of playoffs, let's go over the current playoff standings. If they ended today, they would be the same as they have been every week we've gone over it. The number one soaring swine taking on the number four seated raging Hulks, the number two seated Iowa rookie that may have switched up. I can't remember if, these were switched last week, but the number two seeded Iowa rookie would take on the number three seeded Mulberry Mafia. I think that is flipped because I think the Hulks were leading the Texas division last time. Um, but, you know, this is the last week that I think we'll see it in this order. I think it'll change drastically next week. What do you think, Mike? Well, that's why they play the game, Steve. You know, I I don't know. This has been such a topsy-turvy season, and so many teams have won when they – uh, weren't expected to. Really, the only exception, as we've said over and over on the podcast, has been the Soaring Swine. Really have been able to depend on them week in and week out. So you just never know. And we these four teams, especially the bottom two, they could definitely change uh, at, at the end of the uh, uh, the following week's uh, schedule. We'll just have to wait and see. But I'm excited about it. Yeah, and if you look at it, and I mentioned it earlier, the Mulberry Mafia are 7-4, and four, the Iowa Rookies 7-4, and four, the Raging Hulks are six and five. The Cougars are six and five. The Kamikaze Mustangs are five and six. Now, the Kamikaze Mustangs at that, if you look at it from that side, would be two games out of a playoff spot as of right now. But we have week 12, 13, and 14 left. We have three weeks left. And if uh, the if the Mafia loses, they're seven and five. If the Raging Hulks win, they're seven and five. If the Cougars win, they're seven and five. If the Mustangs win, they're six and six. Everybody is on the verge of a playoff victory, or playoff berth. So I wanted to take this chance to go over the standings 
tiebreaker. So if you're tied for a division championship or if you're tied for a playoff spot, here's the tiebreaker. It's important that everyone understands so that they know what they're looking at. The, sty- the standings tiebreaker, I sent this out via email. I put it on Facebook, and we're going over it here because it's important everybody knows because somebody, I think, is going to be left out due to a tie. I think it's that close this year, and I don't want to get the angry email. Uh, so here's what we're gonna. Here's what the tiebreakers are. This is what it's always been set. I just copied it from the site and put it on to the podcast today. The tiebreakers first. Your first tiebreaker is head-to-head matchups. So if me and you tie and we've played twice this year and I've won both those games, that's a tiebreaker. I win. That's it. But like me and Mike have played twice this year and we split those games one to one. So if we're tied, even after head head to head matchups, the next tiebreaker would be divisional win or loss. So it goes by the most wins you've had in your division, who's had the most wins in their division. If that is still tied, then it goes to total points. And I don't think we have a chance of anybody being tied on total points. I looked at them today. Everybody's pretty uh, varied on that. So no matter what, I think we'll have, the uh, if it makes it that far, the third tiebreaker will make the difference. Now, Mike, I just want to make sure, because you're listening too, does that make sense to you what the tiebreakers are before we move on? Yeah, it makes sense, Stephen. It's pretty simple. Head-to-head, then divisional win-loss record, total team points. Uh, and it may come down to that. So it's important everybody knows. And communication is the key. And you're doing a great job putting it out here on the podcast, just putting it on the Facebook site, just trying to keep everybody as mindful of what the rules are as possible. Uh, because like you said, who wants to get that angry email? Nobody. And so appreciate what you're doing out there. Let's just keep communicating it head to head, division record and total points. if it comes down to the third tiebreaker. Yeah, and, you know, that may make you want to look, too, if you think it's a potential, I'm going to end up tied with a certain team, uh, you know, at the end of the season, and you know it's going to come down to divisional win or loss, then you can kind of tell what, you know, you may have to go all out to win a game and maybe take some chances. Or if you think it's going to come down to the total points, that may change who you start, who you don't start. You may be looking for a home run hitter who has a high ceiling but a low floor, but you may have to take that risk. So it's important strategy-wise to know that, and it's important just overall to know what it's going to be because I think we're going to end this thing in a tie. And speaking of a tie, we have a not-tie, a terrible not-tie to go over as we go over last week's Game of the Week. Last week's Game of the Week was a matchup that held a lot of playoff implications as the I.O. rookies took on the Mulberry Mafia. Unfortunately for the Mafia, this game was never close as the I.O. rookies had Jonathan Taylor score 53.4 points in the noon game. So the Iowa rookies took the lead early and then put their foot on the gas. The rookies had five players score (laughs) over 20 points and had Devontae Adams score 30. Not much to talk about on the Mafia side as this was a blowout from start to finish as the Iowa rookies 
take the win in dominating fashion. 190.94 points to 132.96. Mike, uh, the Iowa rookies and Moby and Mafia are rivals, and this was a big game to both of them. You know, they usually have some type of bet on it, but it looks like the Mafia knew and were scared of this matchup. They didn't even place a bet this year. And I can tell you that it hurt a lot to read that game description. So I'm going to stop talking. you have anything to go over on that one? Yeah, uh, 53.4 uh, points by Jonathan Taylor. And to me, he kind of just came out of nowhere. Um, uh, what a great job Iowa rookies uh, must have done in drafting uh, Jonathan Taylor. I'm not sure where he came from. He was drafted, I guess, by Iowa rookie. How did, how did Jonathan Taylor get on his team? I just don't remember that. I officially hate you as... I traded Jonathan Taylor <laughs> to the Really? To the I had no idea. You had no idea? No, I had no idea. Uh-huh. Wow, what a great yeah. move on the Isle Rookies part. And uh, yeah. boy, I bet not only was it a loss, but must have been a double hurt. Uh, well, you know, seeing Jonathan Taylor beat a, uh, 50 points. That, I mean, that's, that's above Derrick Henry level where I was running a couple of times early in the season. So, uh, in, in all seriousness, congratulations to the Iowa rookies. And, you know, Steve, you're being a little negative. You're still in the playoffs. And, you know, uh, things can change. But I know that was a tough one because, in some ways, we're having a lot of these right now. It, it's a separation game, right? I mean, I had mine two weeks ago and have been spiraling out of control ever since. Uh, and, and this was one for you. But the good news is you're still in a position, if you can rebound, get over some of these injuries, that you, uh, you're still in the hunt. So congratulations, Iowa rookies, and don't lose heart, Mulberry Mafia. <sighs> okay, I'm glad to have that over with. I don't have to face that guy again until the playoffs if I make it. Oh, Lord, I do not want to play them again. All right, well, speaking of uh, Iowa rookie, let's talk about the Unbeatable Award. It's time for this week's Unbeatable! I know I will not have this forever, but I promise you, the next person to hold it earns it. Because our time is now. Because the champ is here. King Kong ain't got shit on me. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they stay there. Cause all I do is win, win, win. And if you go in it, put your hand in the red hot IO rookies took home their second unbeatable award with an amazing 190 point. Nine four points. You know, we just talked about them, so I don't know if there's a lot to go over. Do you have anything you want to add before we move on to the next one, Mike? Uh, truly amazing, Steve. And, you know, looking at the scores last uh, of this past week, week 11, I mean, the top scores were, let's see, 137 uh, with the Soaring Swine and the Kamikaze Mustangs. Uh, after that, it was 133 for the Mafia. I mean, 191 points. I, I tell you, IO Rookie is peaking at the right time, that's for sure. 
Yeah, they're definitely heading into the uh, playoffs. Hot, hot, hot. I.O. rookies, you are unbeatable. Unbeatable. And as you know, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And now, what was I thinking? This week's What Was I Thinking Award goes to the soaring swine who had Justin Herbert on the bench score 34.28 points. Wow. Mike, anything on that one? Yeah, interesting. Kind of looking at the soaring swine's lineup. Um, uh, he, he still won handily over Brady Gaga, but if you take a look, uh, starting Josh Allen, Buffalo quarterback against Indi- Indianapolis, uh, and scoring 16.16 points and then having Herbert on the bench from the Chargers with 34.28 would have made uh, an even bigger deficit. So uh, not a bad choice, though. I mean, uh, who would have thought that Indianapolis would play as well as it did against Buffalo? Uh, but it just goes to show you, you know, sometimes those decisions we make can be huge uh, in the swings. I know I've won the What Were You Thinking Award twice, I believe, this this year, and it always hurts to see that. So uh, – uh, but I will say, as we've said over and over, the Sorry Swine have made m- many more good decisions than bad decisions. But the question still is, what were they thinking? <laughs> Soaring Swine, what were you thinking? And now it's time for the Freak of the Week. It's time for Freak of the Week where the greatness is in the grind. And as you know, the Freak of the Week award goes to the highest scoring player started this week. This week, Freak of the Week goes to Iowa rookies Jonathan Taylor, who scored an unbelievable 53.4 points. Mike, anything on that? No. We've talked enough about yeah. it. I hate that guy. Yep. So, no. Yep, me too. Congratulations. Me too. Uh, great choice. Uh, by the way, in an, an unrelated news, this just broke. The Mulberry Mafia well, fired their GM Sunday night. Many are speculating <laughs> that it is because he traded Jonathan Taylor to the Owl rookies, but the Owl rookies are saying no comment when asked about it. So, wow. Well, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know I mean, the real reason that, that that's the rumor, or is this definite? The, I mean, well, he got fired, but the rumor is we don't know why he got fired. Uh, they're talking about completely changing their philosophy and going from super trade happy to never ever trade again philosophy that's that's what i heard so well anyway. the situation is kind of like uh the dallas cowboys though the gm is the owner i don't see that happening unless the gm dies right i mean uh this is probably just hearsay and overreaction on monday morning you know how everybody's a monday morning quarterback uh, myself included uh and i'm, I'm sure this is this will pass so. I don't know. We'll find out in the offseason because can't make any trades right now, but will it be as trade-happy next year, or did this totally damage them forever? 
I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I heard. All right. Speaking of damage forever, let's talk yeah, about this. Let's talk about my team. Game of the week. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. the season for exciting live football action with the Southwest Conference Game of the Week. Every Saturday afternoon, Channel 11 brings you some of the best teams in the nation playing football the way it should be played. Sports fans, don't miss this week's kickoff. There's no better excitement than the Southwest Conference Game of the Week. This week, we have a matchup with huge playoff implications as the six and five Raging Hulks take on the six and five Cougars. The Hulks have the final playoff spot, but a loss to the Cougars could switch that. Or if the Mafia lose, they could take that playoff spot. Not to mention both teams are only one game out from being the Texas division leader, or at least tied for the division. Should the Iowa rookies lose? We'll see names like Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, and A.J. Brown for the Raging Hulks. And names like Dak Prescott, Leonard Fournette, and Debo Samuel for the Cougars. This one is going to be good. Mike, got anything on this matchup? Yeah, so much riding on this matchup. Well, you, you did a great job of illustrating that, Steve. And uh, it ought to be so interesting next week on the podcast to kind of see where uh, all three of these teams, because it's not just two but three with the Mafia mixed in there, uh, all three of these teams, th- this is really a separation Sunday coming for sure. And it's going to be interesting to see the Cougars have been battling back all year long uh, with little to nothing. They have really done a great job. And, of course, the Raging Hulks at times have appeared to be the best team uh, in- on the Texas side and on occasion the best team in the league. And then the next week they'll, they'll falter. So they're kind of up and down, but the potential is there. Wow, what a matchup and a great choice for the game of the week. Yes, and speaking of Game of the Week, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Stone Cold Lock of the Century this week is on fire when it picked, I think it's third win in a row, or it's second win in a row for sure, as they are now three and three on the season. Do we have a Stone Cold Lock of the the Century this week? We'll have a Stone Cold Lock of the Week for the rest of the season, so I'm ready. All right. Hit the the drum. Stone Cold Lock of the Century. Century. All week. You're dropping right. like the whole podcast, Steve. All right, so really, I, 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 what turned me around was I simply started picking every team that plays against me, uh, and this week's no Ooh. exception. It's the battle for the toilet bowl, the battle for the Bieber Award. <laughs> it's the Fighting Amish taking on uh, Brady Gaga, both three and eight teams. I was looking at my schedule, did not get off to a tremendous start uh, for me personally, but was sitting at three and two, uh, and now I've lost six straight games. And not making excuses, wow, uh, my hat's off to you guys that have made good decisions, but it didn't have depth and was really hurt in the injury and could not recover from it. And uh, so I don't know. I don't have any confidence in my team whatsoever. This is the worst uh, fantasy team I've had. I think, Steve, we've been playing in different leagues together for at least 15 years. And this Mm -hmm. is my worst team. So I, I don't see how anybody could not lose to me. So the lock of the week this week is going to be Brady Gaga. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said something. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, 
can the Stone Cold Lock of the Week continue its dominant streak and pick it right again? That's going to be something to watch next week. We have a lot of interesting stuff going on with yeah, the playoffs, uh, the divisions, the Stone Cold Locks of the Week. Man. Woo. Yeah, I can't, I can't lose, Steve, so look at it this way. If I lose my game, which I'm hoping I don't, uh, I mean, excuse me, if I win my game, I've won my game. That's an exciting thing after losing six in a row. Can't believe I just said that. And then secondly, <laughs> if I lose, which I expect to do, then the Stone Cold Lock of the Week is, uh, has a winning record. So I just can't lose. It's the only solace I have whatsoever out of this miserable season we call 2021 for the Fighting Amish. Well, at least, you know, if you were to keep losing, you got that first round pick, that number one pick coming up. So that's yeah, awesome. I, I know. I yeah. rubbed it in on you earlier. So go ahead. <laughs> in case you guys don't know, I traded my first round pick to the Soaring Swine for IR uh, running back Derrick Henry. It, that's just um, the way the season's been. Is, so, is the GM still employed? Or do you get fired? Well, I, like I think the Soaring Swine's very happy with their GM. No, they're not making any changes. No, no. No, the my sources. My sources aren't telling me there are any changes among the swine at all this year. Oh, well, I was talking about the Amish. Of course, the swine is happy. Oh, I can't give you Amish information. That'd be a violation of marital vows. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right, uh, that's of GM vows. That's confusing. Yeah. Well, Besides, nobody of, wants to know my secrets. I'm three and eight. I'm God. I'm terrible. Hey, but the rest of, of the league's looking good, and boy, next week gonna be exciting. Well, speaking of confusing and exciting. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I never noticed it sound like a it's dog crying before. The Justin Bieber Award. Is your award we give to our last place team each season? Not an award. It's a humiliation. Only three games left to attain this prestigious award. Who is still in the running for it? Let's find out. This week we have three teams still battling it out for the Bieber Award. As the Fighting Amish, the Brady Gaga, and the Happy Endings all sit at 3-8 and with only three games left. This is going to be intense. Mike, you have anything to talk about this this really close gathering here? Um, I would just say both to Brady Gaga and Happy Ending, you have nothing to worry about. Ooh, bold hey, prediction. He's Steve, calling his shot. Let's yeah. take a look at our season-long Battle of the States. <laughs> right. Thank you. All right. But, by the way, for real, you're either in the running for the playoffs or the Bieber. There is nobody that's going, well, I'm getting nothing. Yeah, wonderful. Everybody's in the running for one of those two. Yep, now, let's exciting. take a look at our season-long battle of the states. One second here. Okay. Coming into this week, the battle of the states is close, just like everything else in the league this season. Uh, the I mean, our division races are close, our playoffs races are close, and our Justin Bieber's race is close, and of course, the Battle of the States is close, as we came into this week tied 13-13. to 13. Well, there was only one game in the Battle of the States this week, <sighs> and it was uh, it was when Isle rookie uh, stomped, let us down, stomped, Steve. Come on. Stomped the, 
stomp the hell out of the Mulberry Mafia, giving uh, Texas the win and, and the lead. In the Great. Hope you enjoy the song, Steve. Battle in the States. Turn that damn jukebox on! Uh, the line "We cannot get away" is exactly right uh, on that song. That song is uh, as, that, as annoying as the Bieber song. Yeah, that brings our season-long total to Arkansas thirteen, Texas fourteen. But hey, there's two weeks left, and I uh, oh wait, I know the Mafia plays a Texas team. Oh boy, we could be in trouble. Is this anyway, one play a Texas team? I think that, I think they're only playing Arkansas teams now. Uh. We fell behind. Yeah, we. What are you doing, Swine? We need you back. Jeez. All right. Well, it's been a hey, hey, hey. Uh, uh, any uh, big turkey plans? Turkey plans? Turkey plans? Me personally? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to brag a little bit. I have a daughter, Catherine. She graduated from the Baylor School of Nursing in May, and she is now an ER nurse in Dallas at uh, Med City the main location of medical city there in Dallas. And she's working the uh, ER on Thanksgiving, you know, new ER nurses don't get holidays off. And so we're having Thanksgiving a day early. I'll have uh, two of my three daughters in town. And so really looking forward to that. We're having all the traditional stuff at the table. It's going to be a great time. We usually take a little bit of time to talk a little bit about what we're thankful for, for the year. And I'm sure your family's no different. So really looking forward to Thanksgiving. Hope everybody yeah, you know, has a great uh, one. I'll continue. My tradition is uh, I like to be able to watch the game and eat the turkey. So, you know, lots of times if you're going to different houses, you miss part of the game or you, you end up at a family that doesn't want to watch football. And so I started this tradition many years ago that what? I do Who Thanksgiving watch football. On Thanksgiving? I, exactly. I, I do Thanksgiving to- totally naked so that nobody <laughs> invites me. So just like always tomorrow, I'll be butt naked. <laughs> Eating turkey, letting it just grease down my my naked body while I watch the football. But that is a true football fan. Because see, I'm willing to to just eat naked to make sure that I see the game. So if anybody wants to FaceTime me, tomorrow's not the day. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And uh, that's the first thing you can be thankful for is you don't see me on that day yeah. because you don't want to. Yeah. yeah, but Steve, you know, you and I are best buds and I've known you your whole life. Uh, it's now ingrained in my mind the thought of what that exactly that looks like. Uh, I kind of feel like I have PTSD from a horrible experience. So thanks for sharing. All right, and on that off yeah. uh, on that, on that awesome note, note happy we Thanksgiving will in this week's podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and go uh, go claim that final playoff spot because this is we're running to, we're running close to the end of the chance to do that. All right, that's it. See you next week. There is no offseason.
This has been a What the Heck Did I Just Listen To production. Brought to you by the Southwest Comics Podcast Network. Remember, famously, there is no off-season. Hey, Leslie, the podcast is over. Time for me to get naked. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought the, I didn't know the mic was live. Oh, crap. Uh, okay. Uh. Great. <laughs>